Well, hello, it's your girl, your sis, your friend, your chica, and your homegirl in the gospel, Lyric McCree. Real talk. So, I am still in the vein of Black History Month, and um, generally, I don't broach conversations about Black History Month. Like, just over the years, it just hasn't really been my thing Um, in the past. It has felt disrespectful (laughs) for this country to feel as if they can summarize our history in one short month. And so, um, I just have not generally been excited about it. But um, they say it's better than nothing. So, okay. (laughs) And all we generally hear about is slavery, as if it is the totality, whole, and apex of Black existence. And so that is the other reason why I just was not a fan of it, because I feel like if we're going to talk about Black history, let's talk about Black history and It's not all slavery, although it is a large portion. Um, Let's talk about some of these inventions that my people have done. I mean, come on. Like, it is massive. And I just started learning even more recently. And I'm just like, wow, we have done so much, but we don't ever hear about that. We just hear about slavery. And so, anyway... Um, in order to add to my copious amount of love and admiration for black culture and black folks in general, and just being blessed um, in this skin that I'm in, I started some study on like the Bible history of the Negro. And I say Negro because black and African-American is fairly newer and it's all the same to me. Beautiful. And I believe that it is black people are called Negroid. And so that is where the term Negro came from. And I believe Caucasians are Caucasoids. So, yeah, it's not just. So anyway, as long as to me, as long as it's not disrespectful, condescending, disparaging or some pejorative, you know, to make me or some one else of color feel inferior because I don't and prayerfully they don't either. Um, It's okay. So I feel like many of us have been either as a race, community or individual um, looking to find our identity. Who are we? Like, where do we fit in? Where And how can we belong? Um, Why am I here? What did God make me for? Why did God make me black? Or even at all? Why, why, why? So many whys. And this is part of the reason I have decided to delve into some of the biblical history of the Negro. Because I have heard and I have often felt myself... um, just because of the narrative that I have 
also been fed, just like many of you. Um, you know, that the Bible was written by the white man and everything was, you know, his way and all of that. And um, I have I have bought into that um, in the past. However, um, I have come to learn that when the word of God says that all scripture, all scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit, that is just what I'm, I believe, like, because either the Bible is true or it's not true. Like there's no in between, like either it is the word of God or it is not whoever wrote it. Um, so that's where I kind of stand on that. And then I have always had a myopic biopic of what it means to be black. And so, I mean, outside of music, sports, and the disheartening images on television, what exactly does it mean? What does it mean to be black? And um, what I have discovered is that my identity, uh, your identity, if you are a black person who struggles with this, and in fact, anyone who struggles with issues with identity, your identity, if you are a believer, is found in Christ. That is what's most important. Yes, it's important to know your history. It's. I think it's absolutely wonderful to know where you've been, where you've come from, like the history of your people, because that too can be encouraging, encouraging, excuse me, to know, you know, what kind of stock you have come from, what kind of royalty, what kind of massive creativity and brilliance and ingenuity and genius you have evolved from. And that is all part of a gift from God. And so ultimately, who we have evolved from and who we were created by is God. Like the Bible literally says that we were made in his image. And so it doesn't really matter. And I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> when it gets to the thick of it, it really just matters who we are in Christ and that we are aware that God has made us and not we ourselves and not some other man. It ain't because our mama and daddies got together that we are here because many mommies and daddies got together and those children were never born or they didn't survive. So it's not just about um, a man and a woman hooking up. What is the divine purpose and will of God for each individual, each person? Every person of every race, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, and otherwise. God created us all. Like, it literally says that in the Bible that everything was made for him and by him. And so, I'm going to just stand on that. And that's what I choose um, to believe. Um, not that my identity is bound up. In, even though it may be tied to, it's not bound up in what race or group I belong to. Even if the world sees it that way, 
I don't have to see it that way. And so, you know, I'm just thankful um, to be able to come to that final conclusion because I haven't always felt that way. And so um, delving into this biblical history of black people in the Bible has also really, really um, enlightened me and made me feel um, not more useful because I've always felt like I'm useful. I've always felt relevant, but because of the narrative about, you know, there not being black people in the Bible or um, whatever the negative connotation of the Hebrews, oh, they were just the slaves, you know, that's not true. Like there are so many um, people in the Bible that are black people until it was really <laughs> encouraging, like the man... Simeon that helped Jesus carry the cross was a black man. So, um, yeah, I'm encouraged by that. And so I just feel like we should all know that we are made in God's image and made for his purpose. And it really doesn't matter what race or what color you are. Be proud of who you are. Because he made you, not necessarily because you are part of that race, but because God made you and he made you part of that race. And so then he still gets the glory and you still get to be proud of who you are. And so um, just don't ever think like I have in the past. I'm sure many of us have like our that our identity is found in person, um, some place like where we grew up, our childhood, um, the home we grew up in, our color. It. I will always be proud just to be who God made me. And I feel like everyone, no matter who you are and where you're from, like you should feel the same way. But um, I will say that I'm addressing people who look like me. Be proud to be who you are. Don't let other people make you feel like you are inferior and like your life doesn't matter. Like your life is less valuable just because they devalue you. Because they are not the ones who have assigned value to your life. God is the one who assigns the value to your life. And because he has given everyone free will, unfortunately, those people who are in power and have that free will can be quite awful when it comes to race and things in this country. And so I just want you to understand that just because other people devalue you does not mean that you do not have value. If I walk into a room with billionaires and I don't know that they are billionaires, their value has not decreased because I don't know that they're worth a billion dollars. Their bank account didn't just suddenly shrink because, oh, she doesn't know who we are. No, they are still who they are. <laughs> they are still wealthy men and women with billions of dollars able to make massive moves. I just missed out on the opportunity 
<laughs> to be where they are because I did not recognize who I am and I didn't recognize who they are. And so just know that not recognizing or not being recognized by another group or another person or in a situation or some job or anything that we have tied our identity to, just know that it does not, it does not change your value. It does not change who you are. It does not change the fact that you were made in God's image. And that is so invaluable. Like you can't even put a price on it. You cannot even put a price on it. So yeah, just, just know that other people's um, lack of discernment and their inability to understand who they are around doesn't mean that it's your fault. Like I said, if I'm in the room with billionaires and I don't recognize them, well, that's my bad <laughs> that I don't recognize them because they still are who they are. And I still am who I am. Unfortunately, I don't recognize who I am among, but because it could change my life, but it still doesn't change who they are. And so that's what I'm trying to say to you. It doesn't matter who you're around, what the media is saying, what the, the majority seems to be saying. You are still who you are. You are not beneath them. You are not lower than them. Your color, your, your gender, your whatever. It does not change the fact that God made you and he decided that he was not going to have this world without you because he could have. He could have. There are so many people who were never born. Never born. May have been conceived but they were never born or they were born, but they didn't live. And so you are here. And that says a lot. It says a lot. And it's not that their lives are any less valuable. It's just God knows what he's doing. And so I don't know. And I'm not being insensitive because I actually have a child that I lost. And so to go through pregnancy and actually hate the idea of being pregnant and go through a pregnancy only to lose my child. It was not an easy thing. And so I'm not making light of, of any of that. All I'm saying is you could have not been here, but you are. And that is a big deal. And so I just, um, Thank God for the opportunity to be able to view myself from his perspective. And I pray that you will be able to view yourself from his perspective because it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> like, it really doesn't. So it's not just about knowing who you are. It's knowing whose you are and whose you are matters. And so keep it in mind that when the Lord made you, 
He made you in his image according to Genesis one twenty seven. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. And so know that God was intentional and on purpose when he made you. And then Second Corinthians 5 and 17 says, so God, excuse me, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And so to God be the glory for that. Who you used to be or who your identity used to be tied to or what your identity used to be tied to. It doesn't even matter because in Christ, you are a new creature. And then another scripture, John 1 and 12 says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. So he gave you the right to become the child of God if you believe and accept him. And then that is your identity. That you are a child of the living God. That's who you are. So you are a new creation according to his word. You're made in his image according to his word. And in Philippians 3 and 20, it says, But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. And so there you have it. You are who God says you are. And that's all that matters. Remember that Christ is in the identity crisis. And don't you dare forget to talk about it.